I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So, perfect world, would you guys give blood? I would be happy to give blood. Yeah? If anyone wanted it. I would totally give. If they took my blood and didn't expect me to not have sex. I mean, I probably could give blood now because I haven't had sex in a long time. Ah. Uh... <laughs> Does I'm... anyone out there want to have sex with us? So this is a double advert. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, I can go on a date and be like, sorry, we can't do anything until two more weeks because I have blood donation like appointment. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way. Of I keep... mean, I would totally do that. <laughs> Honestly, it's a good way of keeping yourself chaste. Like, if you want, if you want to do like that three. Yeah, and I could. That's a good filter as well. I could mm. be like, are you a good enough person that you exactly. want to allow me to give blood? Exactly. This is where I need. To, oh, you should be thanking the NHS <laughs> and their mildly homophobic policy. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Why Aren't You a Doctor Yet, the only podcast that uses cutting-edge science to answer the questions that you actually have. Things like, why is the sky blue, what's up with trees, and how many robot wars have to be fought before the robot UN steps in. On my left, as always, I have Oz Ismail. Oz is a PhD student in neuroimaging and dementia, a Tinder aficionado, and once dated a meth head. Let's kill this story. Okay. People want to know. People are asking me questions, Alex. Uh, we'll get to it in a second. On my right, I have Suhail Patel. Suhail is an amazing journalist. He makes brilliant films for the BBC and he knows some stuff about science. I know some things. So, uh, look, let's, for once and for all, Oz, what's up with the meth head story? Like, people have been asking, <laughs> people have been writing in. And oh man, the, the method story has gained so much momentum. It's insane. The method story is that I went out with a guy once <laughs> who I said to you, Alex, in a gig. <laughs> I talked about how the guy literally had literally had no teeth. Mm. And he was in his 20s. Mm. Early 20s? What did you do? Yeah, yeah, early 20s, very young. And what did you do? You called back to it and told me that I had gone out with a meth head. Okay, People, yeah. this is how the meth head story came to be. So, okay, so where did you meet them? Online? Plenty of fish? Grinder. Okay. <laughs> no, it's cool, cool. Whatever you do. So they looked attractive, right? Attractive enough that you were like... Yeah, like all their photos had no, like, tooth smiles. It was all just, like, toothless smile. I mean, like, literally closed mouth smile. There we go. Did you ask about the lack of teeth? I mean, I felt like I couldn't... First of all, they didn't say a word throughout the whole date. So it was like, 
I was on the date and he was also there. So I'm just saying, I mean, if the dentures fit, <laughs> it might, might be a method. Uh, that was a perfect Ow. laugh response to that joke. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what are you trying to say about my teeth? Look, I'm just glad you've switched to Tinder, okay? I mean, now, like, people, this is really good, solid life advice, right? If people don't have full smiles on their profiles... No, this is terrible advice, but I follow this advice, okay? Like, literally look out for the weird smiles, because there's a reason people weird smile on photos. So what Oz has done there has actually... uh, He's alienated quite a lot of our listenership who (laughs) might have very legit disabilities around uh their mouth uh you are a horrible person and uh good day i'm glad you're moving to america (laughs) (laughs) i have been found out i've been playing the like the good guy on this podcast for so long actually a prick so sahel what have you been working on this week so basically i did this video about this girl who's the first state school student to win like the best individual debater uh, eating debate the eating debates oh shit that's amazing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so she's a hijabi right so yeah. she's wearing like you know a headscarf so i did this whole video went out on tv went out on facebook and stuff and all this stuff typical bare racist comments just like <laughs> just like <laughs> like what dumb shit just like oh why is she wearing makeup she's got a hijab and this all this stuff like the video you should watch it's really good it's only two minutes but it's quite like inspirational right it's all about women's like equality and you know all that type of stuff so we synced it up with 100 years since the right to vote yeah for some women sorry for some women for some women what do you mean by that landed women who are white yeah basically you had to be like over 30 there's like loads of fucking rules around there and shit it was like (laughs) stupid but it began the process isn't it like it's one a significant part of the story right of how women had to vote so we put this video out like 100 years since you know women started to get the right to vote you know they're breaking into eating and instead of being like wow this girl's done amazing things you know she's come from a council home she's you know parents are immigrants don't speak any english don't work as well like she done fucking amazing to beat all these private school boys, right? Like or state public school boys. Everyone's coming like she's got big eyebrows. I'm like, dude, like what the like I watched that video like a hundred times while I was cutting it. No, once I think of eyebrows are too big, maybe I'm just an idiot, right? I didn't look at that <laughs> bit. I think, yo, yo, her eyebrows too big. I didn't think that man like, at all. Is it's, that like a dude problem, do you think? Perhaps. Um, I don't know. I mean, why have we turned into a lifestyle podcast? Um, <laughs> let's just... I love big eyebrows. They're oh. real sexy. <laughs> so, no, but... so so, where can people see this film? BBC London Facebook and then on the, on the news website as well. We'll be on there somewhere. Cool. In the ether. In the ether. Sick. Yeah. So what have we seen in the news this week? The most exciting thing I've seen is definitely Cheddar Man. What is Cheddar Man? Like, so hell, do you know what Cheddar Man is? Is it something to do with cheese? It's not to do with cheese. It's not to do with any food. I'm going to put that out there. Very disappointing. I can see the disappointment in your face. All right. Um, Cheddar Man is basically the oldest British person. They found this skeleton of um, a person, basically, in a town called Cheddar, I think. In Somerset, yeah. I think yeah. I'm right in saying that. Yeah. And basically, they unearthed this. It was the, the whole skeleton. It's about 
I think 10,000 years old. It's really, really old. And they've known for some time that this is the oldest British person to to exist in to or to be found. Yeah. But the exciting news is so they've been doing some DNA analysis of samples they've been taking from Cheddar Man. Yeah. And turns out that the DNA suggests that Cheddar Man had dark skin, he had black skin. He's a brother. And he had curly hair Damn. and blue eyes. And the reason this is so brilliant is because the comments, the reaction to this news story of all the haters who hated the idea that the first British person was black. So Britain first people have no idea who to hate anymore. Well, they start hating themselves. Basically, they're like, oh, <laughs> shit, we got to go. He's like, shit, I'm black. My God. Now, the comments have been great. Like one of my favorite ones was, oh, how do we know that he wasn't just here visiting? I know. Oh, he was just on holiday. All right. <laughs> But interest, like so, when you read the news and like yeah. the research behind it, turns out they think that the, his he originated from the Middle East, no, from from Africa, then moved to the Middle East, and then eventually ended up in Europe. So not, so it gets right. It's not this one person in particular, but it's his lineage. It's his lineage. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, but I just found it so funny because people are, especially given the amount of hatred you see around these days that suddenly it's challenged everyone's notion of race. Like, what the fuck is race? If, you know, they've been going on about how all these people came here and immigration is bullshit and all this, all these arguments have been Fake going forward. News. That's think, what they probably said. Um, he's black, or he's, he's sort of really dark skinned, like dark brown, mm. uh, like sort of even darker than me, but sort of like Oz color, mm -hmm. but with full curly hair, yeah. like full on these curly hair and, but with blue eyes. It's yeah. Like trippy. Yeah. yeah, no. And so what that shows you is that the idea of race as we see it today, so like Africans, Middle Easterns, Europeans, yeah. you know, and then all the subgroups in that, like it's completely blown away or the idea is so like it's, it's so different to what we have as an idea of race because when you look at this guy, he doesn't have like what you think of as a typical African face, no. but he's got incredibly dark skin. And like you look at his nose and it's not like it can you can sort of see that his nose is sort of a little bit maybe what we think of as like an african nose or like a middle eastern nose mm. but his lips are like not massive and full mm. so it's really like you can transitionary see, isn't it yeah you can see that yeah. mix, that mix and match or all these different features yeah so thinking that wow this is what the world was like you know thousands of years ago before we had lots of subdivisions and stuff when people were still transitioning around the globe. Mm. So Oz, I mean, Cheddar Man does look different. He looks different from, I think, lots of people that we see even nowadays. You can sort of see him as a mixed match of European and African and sort of Middle Eastern features. Is there anything in the science that explains why he looks like that? So basically the way they've traced Cheddar Man's origins is doing DNA analysis. And you can trace DNA back to sort of places from where people came mm. as we spoke about in a previous episode their results indicate that cheddar man probably came from middle eastern origin mm -hmm. right so he would have left africa how does science know about cheddar man what does science know about cheddar man who is cheddar man how is cheddar man <laughs> why is cheddar man? why is cheddar man where is cheddar man? i just really want cheese now <laughs> cheddar man <laughs> i want a cheese and a man oh <laughs> Okay, so uh, Cheddar Man, uh, how does science 
know so much about him. They basically use DNA analysis to trace uh, trace origins of basically where these where various groups of people came from. So we talked about that in like a recent episode when we talked about our genetic testing, like genetic testing ourselves. Is it similar to that? It is, but it's. I think what's fascinating is they can, given that Cheddar Man is so like so old, they. I think they've used powdered bits of his bone. Wow. To extract DNA to trace back possibly where Cheddar Man came from. Okay, so when you're saying where he came from, we're not talking about him like that one dude. No, okay. it's basically where his ancestors would have come from so where he's really from where he's really from the question that we got asked all the time so oz where is cheddar man really from well his bone powder (laughs) 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 his bone powder suggests (laughs) what does his bone powder suggest bone powder sounds like what richard Pryor called cocaine (laughs) that's a good reference for anyone that knows about putting cocaine on the penis Anyway, so what does his bone powder say? So his bone powder suggests that his ancestors would have left Africa and then moved to the Middle East because there's some Middle Eastern origins in his in his genome, in his DNA, and then later headed into Europe. Wow. And then um, eventually ended up in the UK. So that's where Cheddar Man is really Cheddar from. Man is so already so diverse. Wow. <laughs> Cheddar Man would have absolutely hated working in any office environment. But the thing is, Cheddar Man was there first. So like, nobody else, like, basically they're saying this is the oldest Britain. Cheddar Man owns Britain. So what, so what I like about that is all three of us can have that link to Cheddar Man. You know, Africa, the Middle East, Asia. Yeah, I mean, I what I would like is for services like 23 and Me to, is to now match how much of our DNA is linked to Cheddar Man because then oh I can be God. like, I was here first! Get out of my country, <laughs> you bastards! Watch all of us at the front of a, uh, an independence PMP rally, rally. Yeah, for that, <laughs> that British melanin party. Fucking get him out! Fucking bastards! No, <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, if you laugh at it, but people genuinely think that this is a story that's been made up to be politically correct and i'm i just find that ridiculous that you put scientific evidence in front of someone and they still refuse to believe it fake news yeah but like some of the comments that on the internet are bloody hilarious yeah because it's painful for them isn't it to to because it, it, it affects their worldview so dramatically that it causes physical pain like you know we trip these racists out if they found out he was muslim as well <laughs> He probably, I mean, <laughs> came from the Middle East. So. That would really fuck with him. No, I think my favorite thing I saw on Twitter was uh, someone going, I cannot wait until the Daily Mail call Cheddar Man a grime artist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want Cheddar Man to release some proto-human version of Boy in the Corner. Yeah, I can imagine now because, I mean, like, Cheddar Man and, and Great MC... <laughs> Great. It's just Cheddar Man. There is no one else. Cheddar Man, my travels. My story. Cheddar Man, I'm here. But it's funny, isn't it? Like the, some of the reaction, actually, you know, on a serious note, some people genuinely believe that this is a made-up story. Fake news. Yeah, people do. People think this is fake news or like want to believe it's fake news because they refuse to accept this idea yeah. that their ancestry it's cognitive dissonance. You know? Like dark skinned or yeah. like curly haired features, like it's crazy that well, they can't accept that. It's like when we talk about you know the genetic tests, you know, we were talking about those those YouTube's on video about people 
finding out that like two percent black or you know whatever whatever it is <laughs> alex you really enjoyed that i love i love those videos <laughs> I, i'll say it again videos of racists that find out they have genetic heritage from places that they hate is honestly my favorite my favorite class of youtube videos really honestly is that That's quite the accolade mate on it's that and then <laughs> and then maybe um cooking videos cooking okay yeah yeah too good too good choices i, mean, I can get on board with the cooking videos <laughs> no mate, mate honestly like after i watched jerry from louisiana find out that he's a little bit spanish i really want to make a frittata <laughs> i mean so hell you're a person that puts stories out there on the yeah, internet and yeah. they are you know 99.999995 percent true mm. like what is truth that's again your profession <laughs> not mine who am uh, i who are you who are you why are you, why are you in the building well, no. so uh what sort of comments have you been seeing and the are these sort of normal comments that mm. you can expect in such a high profile to be fair story? i haven't been hugely cost the story because i've been super busy it's a fun story that i've been you know reading and discussing here but um it's interesting because some of the comments and some of the like reactions people have been having um you know strike me as like you know, people trying to rationalize their worldview and it's causing them a lot of discomfort, like to, to come, like to try and absorb this information that, you know, that, you know, original kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, the idea that uh, uh, the the original Britain or a very early Britain mm. could be brown. Could be brown. So it just fucks with their worldview so much that it's almost impossible for them to believe like it kills them physical pain right like it causes them pain it causes them pain and this is cognitive dissonance so there's some really good um examples so uh, what are some of the comments that we've seen okay <laughs> listen to this right uh, bullshit just more blackwashing of our history <laughs> my granddad was white and his granddad was white my god and that's science fact enough said <laughs> hashtag cheddar man <laughs> like seriously he's so angry keep going keep going i love it okay another one this one this one wait i felt where's where's the one i where's the one i lost oh this is this is great yeah it's an attempt to undermine our identity he doesn't look african and if that's what they're implying it's a european skull shape if they would release the dna data people would make up their own minds <laughs> yeah because we need the dna data because like literally that's all we need to make up our minds this is insane. If another stupid twit or so-called researcher <laughs> tries to tell me that the first humans in Britain were black, I will personally hunt him down. <coughs> I'm sick of listening to these so-called thick academics. <laughs> Talking about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that comment and I was pissing oh, you got to do it in a geezer voice, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you know I, mean? I think a proportion of that is the current BBC narrative that black people have always been in Britain in fact, we're probably there for uh, we're probably there first, so people can be silenced for questioning heritage. That's not funny one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that went on for a while. I don't know why this was in the best list. <laughs> it, was, it was literally not funny at all. Okay, one person has said, "Hello, what a load of bloody bullshit." Next day, <laughs> within quotation marks, will be telling us that Jesus was also not white. <laughs> 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 there's more wait wait go, carry yeah, on, there's carry more on. bloody vegans feminists and gender neutralists at it again <laughs> trying to appease the ethnic minority i'm definitely appeased let's just say that your comment appeased me oh, you got to do it. oh my god i like the vegans bit <laughs> <laughs> the vegans. 
bloody vegans. <laughs> Supporting the melanin state. Oh, wait, this <laughs> is jokes. State. This is just if one in ten of us are related to Cheddar Man, does that mean we're all mini cheddars? <laughs> <laughs> so how did you write that comment? No. Is that well, from I your Twitter? I, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I did. I can't tell what colour someone's skin is from their bones, because their bones are white, damn it. <laughs> Science. <laughs> look, look. I think I think the most interesting thing is like like I said on Twitter, this looks like an alternate future you. Oz, it does. I mean, it looks like you. His in, in hair a, game is strong. Yeah, yeah like, everyone's been saying. A lot of people are saying they fancy him and shit. Yeah, so, here's you know. the thing. It's because it's because. I mean, you know, it's like a made up model. No, <laughs> like the people who fancy him. That's are my be great, 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 great grandpappy. And like his cheekbones. <laughs> See now, amazing. now my favourite was like people were like oh yeah the black renaissance is continuing yeah yeah, yeah. don't know why they called him Cheddar Man we should have called him alternate names Yam Man <laughs> Plantain Paul oh, no. Jaloff James I would have <laughs> I, all of those all of them someone here says I just love the expression on Cheddar Man's face it's like he knows how much it will annoy white supremacists to learn that earliest Britons had dark skin. <laughs> Can't wait for Cheddar Man to be described as a grime artist in certain newspapers. <laughs> Cheddar Man's been here for a minute, but couldn't introduce these man to seasonings earlier. Cheddar Man's a fed. Oh, that's <laughs> outrage. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> like the Daily Mail comments are really funny. They are super funny. Mm-hmm. One of them is one. Of, one guy says. Sounds all too convenient and completely unprovable without a time machine. <laughs> I think this. So, yeah. like, where did all the white people come from? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, that is a good question. Where did white people come from? So, I think one one um, theory is that people became light skinned or developed or evolved to have light skin over time because of the lack of sunlight in sort of these parts of the world, and we need vitamin D and skin. Dif- start to become lighter and lighter because lighter skin can absorb more sunlight okay so but also they also think that this has emerged because of change in lifestyle so cheddar man they think was hunter gatherer but as lifestyle changed so there was like farming start to happen people were obtaining less vitamin d from diet and so that would have also contributed to skin started to become lighter mm. that that's the theory that's the significant part of this isn't it is that the fact that they didn't realize to how late people were dark skinned mm. and there was a similar finding in spain where they found a similar type of dark skinned blue-eyed fellow um from around the same time period so that's the int- is that i suppose that and like you know some of the other comments i was reading talking about ways of migration to to the uk over time so you know he could be one part of that i would imagine you know mm. so yeah i mean when we're talking about waves of migration yeah we are mm. looking at a single sample in a single time point mm. at one point is it a mm. hundred thousand years ago yeah well no ten, 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 ten thousand so we're, we're looking yeah. at a single time point ten thousand years ago mm. so we can't take too much from it we can't say everyone in britain was black sure in the same way we can't say everyone in Britain wasn't black. I mean, previously they thought Cheddar Man looked like everyone else that you see Mm. around Somerset right now. That is, you know, very, very, very West country. Yeah, so like the original reconstruction of Cheddar Man was a a white guy. Mm. And it's only since they got all this new DNA information that really strongly suggested that he had very dark skin, blue eyes Mm. um, and dark hair, which was curly. Mm. 
that they've reconstructed his image. And again, for me, that's that's the fascination in it for me that you can obtain this kind of information from something that is so old. Mm. And also the other thing for me is like like we said in the previous previous episode, there was so much movement like of of people over over so much time mm. that that's why I don't understand why it's so hard for people to believe that we come from so many different places and they get so hatey about you know people's yeah. immigration and stuff like that. Yeah. It's because we're tribal people, isn't it, at the end of the day, and that feeds into that narrative, doesn't it? Mm. So seeing stuff like these and these type of articles, it just totally fucks with their heads, doesn't it? Like it just totally shatters their worldview in a way, mm. and maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Like mm. I, to me, I do you think even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Think, okay, it's like, like Alex, do you think you are open to this kind of information because of your scientific training or is is it something more than that because i feel like when i get information like this it doesn't it's always interesting it doesn't make me it doesn't scare me in any way but mm. some people genuinely hate this and they're scared by the idea that they're different they could have been a different race yeah i mean yeah. race is so fluid mm. yeah like i'm incredibly mixed race i did one of those you know 23 and me genetic testing things even though those things are trash um <laughs> you know because there's so much that we don't know about race as cheddar mm. man has proved yeah so the idea of race and ethnicity is so fluid so dynamic of course it's gonna be um something that when these sorts of things happen it's not going to cast my world into i don't know flames and stuff and i think it's more a, a personal thing than being sciencey in general because you know this is just new news you know yeah 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 because imagine they found a hundred other samples from cheddar, uh, cheddar man's time uh i don't i'd be interested to know how many of those were equally dark-skinned i'd I'd like to know how many of them were darker. Mm. I'd like to know how many of them were lighter. Perhaps we don't have the technology with DNA to get exact skin tone. We don't have the idea of perhaps exact um, genetic 
code to look at, like the SMPs, the single nucleotide polymorphisms, those little changes in DNA that could uh, code for different skin pigmentation. Mm. But like, I'd be really interested to see that. And I think it's just as we accrue more and more data that we have a better picture. And it's like the hell you're saying, mm. it comes in waves. Like his wave could have been super dark and then they could have intermixed with perhaps the next wave and the next wave. Like we don't yeah. have an idea. We're getting little pockets of information and we're getting it in, um, like we're getting pockets of information. We're getting more and more information as our techniques get more and more powerful. Mm. But right now it's like trying to put a puzzle together mm. without the entire, we don't have the picture on the front of the box and we're just putting in like bits, we're putting in bits and pieces here and there, here and there. And I think it's a massive way forward, mm. but like we're not going to be there just yet. So I can't give blood. Why is that? Uh, because I have epilepsy. And I'm not saying that I have it worse than the gays, but I have it worse than the gays. <laughs> do, do you though? Yes. Do you though? I will tell you what it's like being oppressed. <laughs> because of epilepsy, uh, you can't give... Uh, you, you can't give blood if you've been on medication for the past three years. Mm. Right. Um, so you have to be three years medication-free and you have to be seizure-free um, because they say that... I think it's because the anti-epileptic, the anti-convulsants, um, like the anti-epilepsy drugs, will still be in your blood. Oh. Also, the um, fact is they say that, oh, they don't want to give people um, who are giving blood and have epilepsy seizures because a lot of blood can trigger stress, which can be some people's triggers for epilepsy. Wow, okay. At the same time, I have nocturnal epilepsy, so I'll be fine, <clears throat> you know? Yeah. I like, unless I'm asleep while you're taking my blood, I'll be good. <laughs> um, and I find it really weird. So I'm, I'm really annoys me because I'm you know, a mixed race person. And if I can give blood to people who are ethnically like me, um, uh, people who wouldn't have the ability to have, um, you know, successful blood transfusions. Otherwise, mm. I think that's a, like a damn shame. Yeah, and also, yeah. And like, also, I can't give. You can't give stem cells as well. I can't do. Um, I can't be a um, stem bone cells. Marrow. Bone marrow. Yeah. yeah, I can't be a bone marrow well, um, person. Funny, funny enough, I did one of my first stories when I was working as a local news, newspaper was about a kid, mm. Asian kid who couldn't get a bone marrow transplant. Yeah, because similar to what you were saying. It's like I don't know what it is about ethnic minority. I don't about know what it is F ethnic that, was that was that Roman Coke too much. I don't know what it is about ethnic minorities. Yeah, it's coming here with a cheddar man. Yeah, with a cheddar man. But I don't know what it is about ethnic minorities. But we don't. You're right. We don't give as much. Yeah, we don't blood or and as even me like when I would sign up to be an organ donor. My mum was like, why'd you do that? And I was like, I'm dead. I don't need those fucking organs. Yeah, like, no, it's true. I'm having to give that shit away. And she's like, but you know, this and that. And I'm like, that's stupid as fuck. I'm like, I'm, I don't need my kidneys. I, I'm dead. Like, you know, mm. what? why wouldn't I give them? Like, you know, it's just a, it's just a mentality, isn't it? Mm. I need to cough. What, epilepsy? <laughs> Inject, yeah. Oh, okay. So. <coughs> That's good to know. Yeah, yeah. So Deep was checking. <laughs> yeah, okay, don't get accurate. Also tattoos, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, ethnic minority people are 
perhaps a bit more inclined to not give organs or to donate blood or to donate stem cells. But we should. Yeah, completely. Like, yeah. So if you listen to this, donate some shit, motherfuckers. If you honestly, actually, honestly, <laughs> if you because of this podcast or uh, you just do in general. Uh, if you are ethnic minority and you are signed up to be an organ donor or you're signed up to be a blood donor, send us a picture of your blood donation card or just some proof that you are on Twitter or on our Facebook page and we will send you something nice because that is a very good thing to do. Absolutely. I mean, currently, yeah. apparently, according to um, Give Blood, the NHS website, only 1% of people who give blood in England are black. Exactly. That's so low. I can completely see it though because my parents, right? Mm. My parents are liberal, but they're Ghanaian liberal, which means that, you know, they think that like lesbian marriage is great because uh, twice the amount of fufu will be pounded and that is a very productive household. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, you know, when I, when I signed up to be mm. a organ donor, I know you had this with your mum to hell. Yeah. Like I signed up to be an organ donor. Um, and they were like, oh, no, if you do that, then they won't be, uh, they won't be as likely to save your life, you know, or, you know, um, like, you know, that's, you know, you shouldn't do that. It's, it's bad juju. You know, they can do, they can do things. I'm like, mom, they're not, not going to take my organs away from me while I'm still alive. You're going to be like, yo, give me my fucking <laughs> <laughs> like, Ah, no, give me my retinas. Ah, no, I'm blind. I can't see. Ah. <laughs> Culturally, mm. were you guys raised um, to give like blood or like to like give organs like what do your family think about it so I was, I was raised to give like rotis and like you know what I mean <laughs> uh, but but I um I only started thinking about giving blood giving organs after I moved to the UK yeah and first of all I for ages I remember signing up to be a blood donor before I had sexy times with people and I didn't know what sex was mm. um <laughs> We've already discussed this in the previous episode, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go into that again. Moving swiftly on, um, but but then once I actually wanted to do it, by then I was sexually active, and I was like, oh shit, now I can't give blood. And it, like I said, it made me feel really shit, and made me feel dirty, and it didn't help because that was when I was coming out as well. But in terms of giving organs, like because. I've heard my family always talk about you know returning your entire body to the grave and how it like all of this religious stuff that they believe in i never stopped to think about becoming an organ donor but now i'm like why i don't i don't need my organs once i'm dead somebody else should have them for sure wait so that's like a super muslim thing right i don't again this is the thing i don't think it's a super muslim thing i think it's more a cultural thing yeah because nowhere it, it, like when you look into like religious texts nowhere does it actually say you can or can't do it it's scholars who have interpreted this as I think that this is not okay because it's mutilation of the body. It belongs to God, blah, blah, blah. It's basically people's own take on it. Like it's like most religious stuff. It's people's interpretation of what they want other people to believe. Culturally, yeah, I was brought up to think that, you know, it's very good to help your fellow man and stuff. Mm. But at the same time, that, that very much stops at giving organs. It's only recently that I actually signed up to be um, an organ donor. I think I opted in accidentally with my last driving license or something. Right. And um, so I'm just opted in now and I've got a organ donor card that just came and I was like, oh, okay, cool. But I don't know if I can actually 
donate my organs if I have epilepsy. So this is, I was thinking the same thing from a gay perspective. Like, I don't know if they want my organs. If like, say like I had sex yesterday and I died today. Like, are they going to be like, oh, well. Why did you have sex yesterday and die today? What are you fucking? <laughs> Fuck, you know. <laughs> like, if, there's one, if there's one way to die, that is definitely it. Yeah. Oh, Dr. Patel, Dr. Patel, Dr. Patel, <laughs> Dr. Patel you've, you've, got, you've got a case here. Internal bleeding. Dr. Patel, what, what, do, you mean? what do you make of this? Uh, I think they had a fucking death by sex. <laughs> Dr. Patel, Dr. Patel, Dr. Patel, I, just, I, I, I can't, the, the intestines, how are they so shriveled? Well, well, Dr. Lethbridge, uh, has anyone ever had this conversation with really? <laughs> Dr. And Lethbridge, I think this sex. is a classic case of death by penetration. <laughs> He's been split in two, he looks like My a... God, how big was that penis? Oh, <laughs> is that how you, you plan to go? I didn't say that I was going to die during you, sex. You said, no, no, you said I yesterday, said I die today. yesterday, Look. die today. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So, oh, oh, like being hit by a car. Yeah, like oh, I've had sex and I'm going home, I'm doing the walk of shame and bam, hit by a bus. <laughs> <laughs> bam. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> so, yeah, what, and you think, yeah, like, so you ha that happens and then you end up at hospital and they're like, uh, do you take his organs? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I tried to actually look this up because mm. I wanted to know what would happen if I signed up for organ donation and like because there's all these laws with gay people giving blood I cannot find this information and it's not clear even on the organ donation website whether I can or not mm. so if anyone out there is a doctor or a medical professional or just works with the NHS and knows whether or not a gay person can give organs or if someone with epilepsy can give organs or if they actually check the status of either of those things you know, when you receive a cadaver, I guess a body. When you receive a cadaver, a, yes. when you yeah, when you receive someone's freshly dead body and are harvesting it for organs, are taking organs out. Yeah, are harvesting for organs. Uh, let us know, like, tweet us or email us or comment on Facebook. Like, we kind of really want to know that. Well, I thought we could talk about how blood donation laws have finally changed for gay people. Yeah. But is it a good thing? I'm saying it like it's a great thing, and it is a great thing. But also, it's not so much of a great thing in some ways. Why is that? Because of the way there is still a law for gay people to donate blood in a way there isn't for straight people. Okay, so take mm. us back, take us back. What were the notable points in the timeline for gay men donating? Is it gay men or is it all gay people? How's it work? It's basically, any, if you've ever slept with a man, any man who has slept with a man there was a restriction in the 80s and a restriction was imposed on all gay men or any any basically men who slept with men they actually have an acronym for it called msm men mm. who sleep with men mm. i've seen that on craigslist yes <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing on craigslist no let's not go into that now that's right that's men seeking men <laughs> <laughs> and basically because of uh because of hiv and the rise in hiv in the 1980s all governments and all sort of I don't know, authorities said, all right, gay people cannot give blood. Mm. And this was only sort of slightly relaxed in the UK in 2011. So you're telling me that uh, the UK just stopped that law completely or? They didn't. Oh. So in 2011, they, they changed the law and they changed it in a way that would seem like it was a positive step for gay people, mm. but it really wasn't. So all they did was in 2011, they said, okay, if you don't sleep with anyone for like a year, then you can maybe give blood. 
Wow. Who who is sexually active doesn't have sex for a year? What? <laughs> 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 no, no, what? no, I totally get laid all the time. Yeah, I get laid right now. I don't yeah. think you know what getting laid is. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, so, so they've said that if you're a man who's had sex with men ever in your life, as long as you don't have sex with either a man or a woman for a year, you can give blood. With another man. Oh, okay. Basically, the issue was men sleeping with men. So basically, if you're a man who slept with men in the past, mm. Mm. Could you give blood uh, if you were sleeping with women in that year? Again, explicitly, it doesn't say that anywhere. But wow. the only question, the only question that basically you have to fill in like a questionnaire mm. when you go to uh, give blood. And I think the only questions they ask about it is when did you last sleep with another man? Okay, so it's about like there's a, with there's a question that goes, do you sleep with other men? Yes, no, I think. And then they yes, ask, no, I think I do. <laughs> Look, I was drunk. I don't know because it I've never dark. been able to give blood. <laughs> okay, okay, so so it's 2011. And so what's happened recently? So recently, so in 2011, they relaxed that law, and it was like, okay, if you don't have sex for a year, you can, we can have your gay blood, but <laughs> your fabulous blood. But also, like that, I remember thinking, I remember being so angry at that point, going, who the fuck doesn't sleep with anybody for a year just to give blood? Like that doesn't happen. This is just a bullshit move to make it seem like you're being friendly towards gays but you're not it's still an anti-gay law <laughs> the way you said fabulous blood made <laughs> me think like one of those uh novelty shots with like <laughs> blood but with glitter in it i mean uh, i would like to know why they're cock blocking me because it's fucking bullshit isn't it <laughs> i want to do right by my fellow man but i also want to get laid <laughs> so it's basically saying yeah like don't you can choose between being kind and doing the right thing for your community or having sex. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so so what's changed recently? So uh, in, I think, late last year, they changed the law again. And this time, the change is very positive because it was evidence-based. It was scientifically driven. And uh, they looked at the stats. They looked at the way we can now test for HIV. And they said, okay, if you can, uh, gay men can now give blood, give blood if they haven't had sex for three months three months yeah so that so this this period is called a deferral period so they changed the deferral period in the uk for men who have sex with men to three months this is of course a huge 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 step forward because of the stigma attached to like hiv and the gay population but also if you look at the law like they were still fundamentally there's still a law against gay people giving blood and okay? by men i guess and bisexual men yeah mm. just and also Especially now that we're moving towards like people being more open with their sexuality and all of these things, laws like this are still unhelpful, I think. It seems quite antiquity. It seems like a relic of a law. And just rather than just say we were wrong, we just want to whittle it away till everyone forgets about it. You're right. And also, I think mm. that what, what I don't understand is law originally came from the 80s when loads and loads of gay men were getting HIV. And HIV was very much seen as a gay thing. Mm. And AIDS was very much seen as the gay disease. But now, because of testing, because of treatments that are available, the number of H like HIV cases are falling. But when you look at the stats of the number of new cases, because there are still new cases, of course, like that come up. In 2015, almost 40% of those new cases were from heterosexual people. Really? Yeah. And also they do point out, the people who did these uh, these stats do point out that 
whilst there is a higher incidence of HIV diagnosis in gay men, that is also slightly weighted towards them because more gay people get tested more frequently. Mm. And testing is becoming a more... Like, I get tested every every three to six, to six months. Like, all my friends do. So I think it is something that is kind of drilled into us so much because of how things were in the 80s. Mm. Right? Mm. So... What they've done now is they've looked at these stats and gone, okay, the number of cases are falling, like, and also the ways we can test for HIV have improved significantly. Mm. So you can now detect um, HIV within as quick as two weeks using the using sort of new technologies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But to be absolutely sure, so that, that two week window, the, the actual window period, to be absolutely sure, ninety nine point nine percent certain would be three months within three months you will know for sure if you've picked up hiv okay i mean also this is this is what i i really couldn't get my head around especially pre-2011 when i because i didn't actually know about this Mm. like before when when i tried to give blood once and i found out i couldn't because i'm gay and i remember thinking first of all on, on one level it makes you feel like your blood is dirty i guess right and it's just such a damaging thing to make to 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 allow people to feel this way especially when you know that you're having safe sex and you're not exposing yourself to risk mm. and also when you know that everybody's blood when they donated everybody's blood is te- this is so heavily screened the uk blood bank is one of the safest blood banks in the world i think because mm. it's so heavily screened before they actually use the blood mm. so that's why the question that kept coming up in my mind was so even if even if I was carrying something, they would test for it. So why are you stopping me from even trying to give blood? Yeah. You know? I think it's just change takes time. And, you know, we went from, what was it originally? It was like, what was it originally? It was like, you couldn't give yeah, it at all. in 2011. You couldn't give it at all originally. You couldn't give it at all. We went from a complete yeah. blanket ban to three months well, in, in 30 years, 30 plus years. Slow progress, but progress nonetheless. And I think your anger is completely justified, completely justified. And I think it's completely wrong, but it's only a matter of time before it'll the whole law will go, right? It'll be gone True. soon. And also, when you look at it, like I think, in, in on one hand, yeah, it's annoying still that there is still a law. But on mm. the other hand, when you look mm. at other countries, like in the states, I think it's still a year. Really? So like, and again, it's like you're 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 just excluding most gay people because. People have sex. It's it's 2018. People have sex, all right? Mm. Then there are some countries which, if you've ever slept with a man ever, you cannot. They will never take your blood. So do you think that these things are going to get better? I I mean, I think so. I think the way we, uh, we are able to detect HIV is changing so quickly, like even in the last few years. Like being able to detect it in, in two weeks is massive. Like the, the tests are becoming more and more sensitive. And also... Um, HIV research is moving so quickly that they are starting to find therapies that are ho- they hope will start to work to completely eradicate it. And then we're not there yet, but for even for example, take something like antiretroviral um, drugs that they use to to treat people now who are HIV positive. You so know what do those drugs do? Basically, they do is they suppress the virus, and you have to use multiple different multiple types of drugs to suppress the virus and keep the load of the virus low enough to a point where when you do a HIV test, you can't detect it at all. Okay, so it's so, like keeping it like at a really base, base, base level. But basically, you can't even detect it. Wow. So 
but and the only reason like it's called it's called undetectable is because if you stop taking those drugs the viral load will come up okay. to a detectable level so it's definitely still there it's there so basically hiv has this ability to kind of stay even at a low level it's it stays hidden mm. but it doesn't because it's such a low level it doesn't affect that person's health in any way that person lives a normal healthy life they can't even if they have unprotected sex as long as they're taking their medication they can have unprotected sex and never pass the virus on to somebody else wow so that's how far we have come like mm. drugs are amazing at doing at like controlling hiv but i think we will get to a place where we will be able to cure it fully eliminate from someone to the point where they don't need to take drugs again or hope we will get there mm. given the rate at which we're progressing so oz as a gay man if you could talk to policy makers what is something you'd like to tell them i would say just just look at look at it from a scientific from a biological point of view if you're going to screen everybody's blood that's all really that you need to do okay on one hand okay you do you do ask question uh, questions from donors of how what high risk activities they do like for example are they sharing needles stuff like that you ask those questions ask them if they're having high risk sexual activity and then use that as a reason to maybe screen more but just blanket banning all gay people because it you're alienating all gay people regardless of how safe they're being mm. and saying that their blood is still risky it's still considered in a way dirty dirty yeah yeah they're saying your blood is dirty yeah because you have you know you choose to is it not to choose to do you have this like it's almost like they're saying you have this lifestyle that is not safe for us to kind of be part of mm. and so we don't want to share your blood mm. just in case something goes wrong but that's not true look at the biological evidence look at it do the test do the screening that's all you need mm. so guys uh, we've reached the end of the episode oh, oh. yay i've been alex lathbridge i've been joined by oz and sahel see you later guys what up and this has been why aren't you a doctor yet bye so what you've got to do for us right now is leave us an itunes review i know you hear it everywhere but it's super important because we want that sweet internet validation or you can send us your questions or comments by email it's at whynotdoc at gmail.com and if you want to stay up to date with what we're doing, you can go by social media. It's at Why Not A Doc on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Remember, iTunes review, follow us on social media, annoy us by email. Thanks. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.